at One Day University. We feature hundreds of top-rated professors from Stanford, Harvard, Michigan, Texas, UCLA, and other schools across the world to explore history, music, politics, art, science, and much more. Every Wednesday, our weekly scholar newsletter includes five fascinating short video clips of our most notable professors discussing a brand new topic, plus special reports and topical debates as well. Sign up for free at OneDayU.com. That's O-N-E-D-A-Y-U.com. Welcome, Welcome to the New Heights Show on Education. I'm Pamela Clark, founder and director of the New Heights Educational Group. And I'm here with David Smith, the founder of Silicon Valley High School, who has helped us get these podcasts produced and delivered to you. Yes, Pamela, when we saw the great things that you and your army of volunteers were achieving at New Heights, we wanted to get involved. We're happy to work with you to leverage the internet and make quality education accessible and affordable to everyone, everywhere. Thank you, Thank David. You, David. We, appreciate we appreciate Silicon Valley, Valley High, High School helping, helping us to get these podcasts, podcasts out to the hundreds of thousands of listeners, listeners from, from all, all over the world. world. So, so I hope you enjoy, enjoy the show. The show. Welcome to the New Heights Show on Education. This is Pamela Clark, and you're listening to Education in the News. And as normal, there is a lot to cover, so let's get right on into it. And the hour always goes by real quickly. So um, the first story that I have for you is... um, On uh, Utah, or from Utah State, it receives $41.2 million in gift for for gift in agriculture center. The Utah State University in Logan has announced a $41.25 million gift from the Bastine family in support of an agricultural center. The largest single donation in USU history will create, in partnership with the USU Extension, the Bastion Agriculture Center, which will be dedicated to educating the public about contemporary agriculture and inspiring future generations through programs in science, engineering, and technology as applied to agriculture. It's going to be located in the state Salt Lake City Equestrian Park and Event Center in South Jordan. The center will focus on four areas, a natural resources education center, an amphitheater, wetland ponds, educational trails, youth programs, and a STEM center that will host 4-H youth and volunteers for conferences, state contests, and other activities. A plant production and education component, including an area for a farmer's market. Classroom workshop space, greenhouses, demonstration gardens, orchids, and dry farm demonstration plots, and equestrian, livestock, and animal production programs. The Bastain family, which includes Sister Mary Bastain and Emily Markham, previously contributed $6 million towards the creation of the center. The Bastain family has a proud history of farming the land and the Salt Lake Valley for more than 75 years. They said that, quote, our hope is that the new facility will serve as a fitting tribute to their agricultural legacy by not only providing education and experience experiences, but also a sense of community for those who visit said USU Extension Vice President Ken White. Another quote from him, Being a successful farmer requires determination, hard work, courage, and a great love of the land. It also requires being a creator, an entrepreneur, and a scientist. These are all qualities that the Bustain family wishes to pass on for generations to come through the creation of the new Bustain Agricultural Center. I'm switching to the next one here. Okay, the next report I have from you is from um, SCD Smart Brief. 
And they um, had shared that there, I don't know anything about this necessarily, but there is a new science podcast that they're putting out. And it's called Science Connections. And um, let's see. He'll be, he'll be setting down, Eric Cross will be setting down with scientists, engineers, and educators uh, to investigate how they can improve our science teaching practices and create young wonder for young minds. They're also giving away an I Teach Scientists mugs. So if you want to learn about that, you could go to, hold on a second. go.info.amplify.com Amplify, A-M-P-L-I-F-Y And it'll be aimed at K-8. to From the Ohio Department of Education, we received um, some news from state and local education news. Yahoo News reports that ODJFS, the Ohio Department of Job and Family Services Director, Matt Damschroeder, has announced improvements to Ohio's Step Up to Quality Program, also known as SUTQ. SUTQ is Ohio's quality rating and improvement system for child care. In vetoing a temporary suspension of SUTQ in amended sub House Bill 169 last month. Governor Mike DeWine directed the Department of Job and Family Services to reduce bureaucracy associated with the program. <laughs> okay. And then um, Richland Source reports that Lexington's Purple Star programs honors military kids. Julian Noblet knows how tough it can be when a loved one gets deployed. Noblet is a military wife and third grade teacher at Central Elementary School, where she goes out of her way to support students whose parents are in the service. Noblet has seen firsthand the toll that a parent's deployment could take on a student. Lexington Local Schools honored its military families on Friday night by inviting students with a military parent to stand on the basketball court at halftime. And Athian, or I'm sorry, Athens, Athens Messenger uh, reports that Alexander students do benefit from civics education grants. Students in the Alexander Local School District will benefit from two civic education grants. Announced by the Foundation for Appalachian Ohio last week, a $3,500 grant to high school will support students' education through Ohio Model United Nations and a $4,000 grant to Ohio University will support a documentary film project through WOUB that will engage in Alexander students. The grant awarded to Alexander High School will benefit about 135 students in the district, according to information shared by FAO. And Youngstown, ABC 33, reports that Canfield Schools plans meetings for strategic planning. The Canfield Local School District is holding its meetings as it begins to create its new five-year strategic plan. The district is inviting parents, guardians, and residents to the meeting on Tuesdays or Thursdays at 9 a.m. in person or 6 p.m. virtually. The in-person meeting will be held at the Media Center at Canfield High School loaded, or located at 100 Cardinal Avenue. Attendees are encouraged to wear face covering and will need to present a valid photo ID upon entry. The next uh, thing I have to share with you just a moment. A lot of repeats as usual. Different organizations share the same news stories. 
Okay, um, the next one is from ASCD Smart Brief. And um, they report that the survey uh, that they most schools not fielding book ban requests. Nearly two-thirds of schools and district leaders say they have not been asked to ban or remove books in schools. According to an EdWeek Research Center survey, of those who have received such requests, books with the LGBTQ characters or issues are most often challenged. The full story can be found in Education Week. And school leaders pursue CDL to drive school buses. Some school leaders are working to earn their commercial driver's license to help with the student transportation during a bus drive shortage. Republic School District Superintendent Matt Pierce and Jason Perkins, Executive Director of Operations in Missouri District, are pursuing a CDL in case they are needed. The full story can be read about in the Springfield News Leader in Missouri. And um, you can look that up. It was posted on January 16th. <clears throat> and some states are taking steps to solve teacher shortages. Significant teacher shortages in some states have led state officials to ease requirements and take other measures. California Governor Gavin Newsom recently announced an executive order at helping to fill critical teacher shortages, and the Kansas State Board of Education lowered requirements for an emergency substitute teaching license. The full story was picked up by National Public Radio. And students lead calls for COVID-19 safety in schools. Student-led movements to improve efforts to prevent the spread of the coronavirus in schools or return to virtual instruction are gaining traction in cities nationwide. In Oakland, California, students use social media to spread word about an online petition, and students in some Maryland districts have launched petitions calling for a return to online learning during the Omicron surge. The full story was picked up by the Washington Post. Okay, we're going to take a um, quick commercial break. And we will be right back. Hello, Hello listeners. listeners. If you're, if you're enjoying, enjoying the, the new Hyde show, show on education and want to support or, or donate to our organization, please visit www.newheightseducation.org. And while you're there, check out our online store at new-heights-education-group.myshopify.com. Hello, welcome back to the New Heights Show on Education. This is your host, Pamela Clark, and we're reading news stories from around the U.S. and the world. And let's get right back into it. Lots to cover. So, um, this is from the Ohio Department of Education in Columbus, Ohio. And they announced that Interim State Superintendent of Public Instruction... Stephanie Seedens, together with Ohio Governor Mike DeWine, today honored Andrea Beeman, a paraprofessional working with special education students at Maple Heights High School in Maple Heights City School System. And Phil Tudor, also a paraprofessional working with special education students at Goshen High School in Goshen Local School District. As Ohio nominees for the National Recognizing for the National Recognizing Inspirational School Employees, or the RISE Award. And, uh, quote, I am honored to recognize Andrea Beeman and Phil Tudor for the incredible work they do each day to provide our special education students with valuable learning opportunities. Not only are they committed to serving the students, both Andrea and Phil also exhibit a special commitment to their 
communities. It is a district's pleasure to nominate them to the U.S. Department of Education for consideration for the National Rise Award recognition, said DeWine. And I'm, quote, I'm so proud to recognize Andrea and Phil today for the amazing work they do on behalf of our special education students, said Siddons. I'm inspired by the way they both consistently go the... New on Curiosity Stream. This bear's walking right at me. We'll see if he wants trouble or not. Follow filmmaker Casey Anderson as he gets an unprecedented face-to-face look at Alaska's fiercest carnivores on the Tracker's Diary, Bears of Katmai. Plus, why is a tiny island in the Pacific one of America's most crucial outposts? Discover the truth behind this mysterious trans-Pacific stopover on Extremities Wake Island. Watch now on Curiosity Stream. Annual plans are $20, just $1.67 a month. Visit CuriosityStream.com. Extra mile to demonstrate their commitment to their students, their colleagues, and their schools. They are a shining example of the many dedicated and caring professionals that make up Ohio school communities. Okay. Oops, just a moment. Okay, this is from Middle's Web Smart Brief. Middle schoolers care for school animals. Students at Jefferson Middle School in Missouri help care for school's zoo of 56 animals, which include snakes, guinea pigs, lizards, and birds. Mike's Zidlowski, the district science coordinator who oversees the zoo, says caring for the animals offers mental health benefits for students as well as hands-on lessons in biology. The full story was picked up by the Columbia Daily Tribune in Missouri. And I think I mentioned this story before in one of our past episodes, but I'll mention it again because... Is kind of important to a lot of people. Um, D.C. Schools Partnership provides free vision care. Washington, D.C. Schools are partnering with nonprofit Vision to Learn to provide students with free vision screenings and, if needed, free glasses. A study found that the eye care services help students in Baltimore improve their scores in math and reading assessments. The Washington Post picked up the story. And Ohio teachers, an Ohio teacher's lessons about King involve poetry and art. A middle grade teacher in Ohio recently used art and words to teach students about the life and legacy of Martin Luther King Jr. to mark the holiday that honors the civil rights leader. The approach by English teacher Mary Bell involved creating, uh, quote, found palms that include words and phrases from the king from King's life and most famous speech, and zetangles, an art form that used structured drawing patterns. The the um, Kashokton I know I'm saying that wrong. Kashokton Tribune picked up this story. And school holds event to mark Constitution Day. In Oregon, 4th and 5th graders learned about the U.S. Constitution and the Bill of Rights during a special presentation from Judge Dana Vatolins and Judge Wade Whiting in honor of Constitution Day. As part of the event, a skit about unreasonable search and seizure focused on the importance of the Bill of Rights. Central or Oregonian newspaper picked it up on um, Prineville well, in Prineville, Oregon. Sorry. Bear with me for a moment. Sorry, um, when I had up, didn't want to read this one. Um, all right, let's see here. 
Uh, Santander invest, invests $35 million to bridge digital divide with a goal of providing greater financial improve, uh, empowerment and overall well-being to communities that face challenges obtaining digital connectivity. CompuDopt will provide free high-speed internet connect, connectivity computers training and support to eligible low-income students that enroll in their lottery. And uh, let me see if there's anything else about the lottery. Um, the program will begin with a $7 million investment in Dallas and expand over two years. So I'm trying to see anything about how you have access to it. Um, there are a few links on the page. I don't see anything that necessarily says, you know, apply here or anything, but uh, you can look it up on philanthropynewsdigest.org and just type in Santander, S-A-N-T-A-N-D-E-R, invest $35 million to bridge digital divide. It was published on January 19th, if that helps. If you live in the Dallas area, you, and if you're low income, you may want to look into that. All right, this is from Ohio Ed Updates. And um, it says, uh, let's see, federal funds to support Afghan and newcomer students. On January 15th, the U.S. Department of Education issued a Dear Colleague letter, DCL, to chief state school officers detailing information about federal funds and resources available to support Afghan children and their families who have recently arrived or may be arriving soon to the states and school districts across the country. Supporting newcomer students is part of an Operation Allies Welcome led by the Department of Homeland Security to coordinate federal government efforts to support vulnerable Afghans. say that a lot, but there's a lot of different stories. Okay, these are from ASCD Smart Brief. Study considers mental effects of school closures. More than 95 or more than 25 percent of youth in some countries are affected by anxiety and depression. According to an analysis of research from 10, 11 countries, including the U.S., focused on the effects of school closures on students' mental health. Data shows that in some cases, physical activity declined, while students spent more time in front of screens and using social media. The full story was picked up in Education Week. Lower attendance could affect school funding. Lawmakers in some states are considering changing how student attendance is used to determine school funding due to low attendance during the coronavirus pandemic. For example, proposed legislation in California would shift to an approach that favors total enrollment versus the current method of using average day attendance. Uh, the full story was picked up in K-12 uh, Dive. Ohio uh, Department of Education reports that New Philadelphia School receives an English language grant. New Philadelphia Times reporter reports that the new Philadelphia City Schools recently received an Ohio Department of Education federal grant 
to provide teachers with the opportunity to take coursework to get their teaching English to speakers of other language endorsement. The TESOL allows teachers the ability to work with students that are English learners. The University of Cincinnati wrote TESOL grant before looking at districts across the state with a high po- higher population of English lear- learners to determine where they thought a large number of teachers would be interested in getting their TESOL endorsement. And the Lorraine Morning Journal reports that Wellington Exempted Village School District has heart. Wellington Exempted Village Schools have adopted a new customer experience training program and called Communicate with Heart. It's H period, you know, it's like the acronym, which is intended to reach all staff, administrators, and board of education members created by the Cleveland Clinic. The training contains two parts, start, which is short for smile, tell your name and role, active listening, rapport, and relationship building. Think with heart and respond with heart. Hear, empathize, apologize, respond, and think. What are they apologizing for? Let's see, Ma, do you? Okay, anyways. Woohoo! All right. right, Hold on a second. Let me check our time. A few more minutes before our next commercial break. Uh, This next story is from ASCDK to 12 Leadership. It says success stories from five. Top school principals. Baltimore High School principal Taisha Swinton Buck emphasizes connection before content in creating support system for students and Pennsylvania elementary school teacher Tara DeCity Eero focuses on providing an inclusive environment and ensuring all stakeholders have a voice. They are among five education leaders featured in this article for accomplishments amid the many challenges of the pandemic. The full, the full story can be found on K-12 Dive. Tennessee establishes a Grow Your Own Teacher Program. Tennessee is addressing an ongoing teacher shortage with a statewide Grow Your Own initiative that provides a new pathway to the classroom for aspiring teachers. The initiative features free apprenticeship programs funded in part with federal money that can allow teacher candidates to work in classrooms while earning credentials and are designed to expand a qualified, diverse teacher workforce. The full story was picked up by the Tennessean in Nashville. An ease staff stress to encourage retention. Research suggests that burnout and stress are key issues for employees who are planning to resign from positions. Leaders can address these issues and encourage more staff members to stay by engaging in genuine conversation to learn how to ease their burdens. The full story was picked up by The Fast Company, January 17th. And a survey looks at virus precautions in school cafeterias. Schools across the country are adopting varying levels of precautions in cafeterias to prevent the spread of the coronavirus, including requiring social distance and dividing students into smaller groups for lunch and having students eat outside. A December survey of 1,210 K-12 teachers and administrators showed that 18% of respondents said their schools were not taking any precautions in the cafeterias. The Ed Week Research Center survey found this was reported in Education Week. 
Lower attendance could affect school funding. Lawmakers in some states are considering changing how students' attendance is used to determine school funding due to lower attendance during the coronavirus pandemic. For example, proposed legislation in California would shift to an approach that favors total enrollment versus the current method of using average daily attendance. At One Day University, we feature hundreds of top-rated professors from Stanford, Harvard, Michigan, Texas, UCLA, and other schools across the world to explore history, music, politics, art, science, and much more. Every Wednesday, our weekly Scholar Newsletter includes five fascinating short video clips of our most notable professors discussing a brand new topic, plus special reports and topical debates as well. Sign up for free at OneDayU.com. That's O-N-E-D-A-Y-U.com. New on Curiosity Street, Louis B. Mayer, Jack Warner, William Fox. Hollywood was the city of dreams, but the beginnings were a nightmare. You will never work in this town again! It's Titans, the rise of Hollywood. And Merapi, one of the world's most active volcanoes. Can we better predict its next deadly eruption? A new expedition hunts for life-saving answers on exploring the volcano. Watch now on Curiosity Stream. Annual plans are $20, just $1.67 a month. Visit CuriosityStream.com. I think it's time for a commercial break, and then I'll be right back. This podcast, this podcast is, brought is brought to you by Silicon, Silicon Valley, Valley High School, High School. The, world's the world's fastest growing, growing video-based, video-based, self-paced, teacher-supported, fully-accredited fully online school, school that's recommended, recommended by more than 96%, 96% of students. Take individual courses at just $95 each, or earn your high school diploma at any age. Check us Check out us at sbhs.co. Hello, welcome back to the New Heights Show on Education. This is your host, Pamela Clark, and you're listening to Education in the News. Students with disabilities gain skills in unified sports. The Unified Basketball Program in North Ridgeville, Ohio, includes students with and without disabilities which boosts inclusion of students with disabilities and teaches personal and physical skills, says speech therapist Nicole Miller. The program found by Miller and occupational therapist Ann Hamilton involves peer leadership and tournament games as well as practices and social activities. The full story was picked up by the Chronicle Telegram in Elyria, Ohio. And is a new school calendar a solution to learning loss? Some school administrators are considering traditional school calendars, mulling longer school years and weekend classes, among others, to curb learning loss stemming from disruptions during the coronavirus pandemic. Mark Anderson, a superintendent of a Washington State School District, that adopted a modified calendar this year said its program has been well received. Full story was picked up on the 74. And Virginia uh, school mask order sparks lawsuit. Parents in a Virginia school district on Tuesday sued Governor Glenn Youngkin over his executive order making wearing masks optional in schools and up to the discretion of parents. The lawsuit signals the start of an anticipated opposition against the order, with some superintendents saying they will not comply. Full story was picked up by the Washington Post. And lower attendance could affect school funding. Lawmakers in some states are considering changing how students' attendance is used to determine school funding due to lower attendance during the coronavirus pandemic. Yeah, we read this one earlier, but um, yeah, same thing. They put different titles on them sometimes, and it's like, okay. Oh... This is from uh, the Family Research Council, 
and it's like a, a briefing that I, we here at New Heights get in our email, and it's a Washington Update by Tony Perkins. <clears throat> in woke schools, the only thing being considered is gender. Maybe Democrats have decided that they don't need parents to win elections. That certainly wasn't the case in Virginia, where Glenn Youngkin was just inaugurated as governor because his opponent thought schools knew better than moms and dads. And it probably won't be that ca- the case in Michigan either. But that hasn't stopped the state tone-deaf Democrats from telling parents to get out of education and stay out. Now, I personally don't like... I mean, we're not a political organization. I'm just reporting a news story. And... And I thought it was an interesting, you know, um, story. So do with it as you will. Okay. Just a moment. All right, this is from... Uh, PND News is from the Foundation Center. And it says Warren Buffett tops Forbes list of biggest 2021 uh, and lifetime givers. According to Forbes list of the most philanthropic American billionaires, Buffett donated $4.1 billion in 2021 and has given a total of $46.1 billion over his lifetime to date. <laughs> that interesting. All right. Okay, this is from ASCDK to 12 Leadership Smart Brief. It says schools go from worst to first during the pandemic from an F to an A. <laughs> I have my own, even before I read this, I have my own theories about this. So, um, Lakewood Elementary School in St. Petersburg was the lowest performing tradition. Traditional Florida Public School in 2017, trailing 2,792 others with an F. After LSI implemented its School for Rigor and Equity Whole School Improvement System, Lakewood earned an A at the end of the 2020-2021 school year and not only closed the COVID learning gap but also make gains it should be made gains during interrupting learning. See how these results are replicable for you in the database in the data supported paper that includes seven strategies to close achievement gaps at your school and developing a culture committed to education, Lakewood's achievements, gain in math, reading, and subgroups. I don't buy it personally. I mean, um, and I don't know about Florida that much in the sense of what they've done different, but I know here in Ohio, they've quit giving grades, um, during COVID. So I don't know what they're using to calculate this, but I don't trust it just from the stuff I've seen. And the only way to close achievement gaps is to go back in time in a sense usually about two years under the current grade level of a student and figure out where their gaps in learning occurred and then build them up from there. And that's the only way to do that. So they can have a strategies all day long, um, but it doesn't mean that they're really going to reach people. So I don't trust that story. Um, and I don't know where they are getting their facts from or if they're just making them up. But I just don't trust that. Again, from the things I've seen. And that's the only thing we can all do as people, you know, is our own experiences and what we've learned along the way, right? So uh, here's some more from Ohio Department of Education. Oberlin's Kurt Russell is a National Teacher of the Year finalist. Illyria Chronicle Telegram. Um, of the 3.2 million teachers in the United States, Kurt Russell has been ranked one of the top four. 
the popular Oberlin High School history instructor, was revealed Wednesday to be a finalist for National Teacher of the Year. In September, he was named 2022 Ohio Teacher of the Year in a surprise ceremony with State Superintendent of Public Instruction, Paolo de Maria. Now, the Council of Chief State Local School Officers has sifted through winners from all 50 states. The District of Columbia, U.S. Territories, and Department of Defense-operated schools and Yahoo News reports that Battelle funds more than 100 Ohio STEM classroom grants. The Ohio STEM Learning Network, OSLN, will reach 51,000 Ohio students this year with awards funded by Battelle to 151 Ohio classrooms. The grants will create sustainable STEM learning projects in public and private K-12 schools across 55 Ohio counties. The grant program fosters the growth of OSLN as a public-private partnership between the Nonprofit Research Institute and the State of Ohio, providing more access to all students to experience quality science, technology, engineering, and math, or STEM, education to Battelle's top philanthropic uh, priority. And Zaneville. NBC 18 reported that Ohio school districts receive grant for industry-recognized credential programs. A grant from the state is helping Zanesville City Schools start a new industry course through the Innovative Workforce Incentive Program. The grant is through the DeWine Usted Initiative and was awarded to 54 Ohio schools, totaling $34 million. According to Steve Foreman, Assistant Superintendent of Zanesville City, the Ohio Department of Education realized that Zanesville's community is currently in need of more medical workers and funding will be efficient towards implementing an EMT basics class. And the Mossery News on the Green School reports that schools expand tech initiative. The Ohio Department of Education has awarded Brookfield Local School District a second Innovative Workforce Incentive Program Implementation Grant, which gives the district <clears throat> a total of $1.2 million to hire teachers, buy equipment and supplies, and create new programs to prepare students who are not going to college for industry jobs. Michael Hayes will become head of school at Worthington Christian in July. The Columbus Dispatch reports that Worthington Christian School will have a new leader after the end of the academic year. Michael Hayes, 54, Vice President of Student Development at Lee University in Cleveland, Tennessee, will assume position of head of school July 5th. Michael Hayes will become the new head of school at Worthington Christian School July 5th, and Hayes will replace Troy McIntosh, who was head of the school for 27 years and left last summer to become executive director of the Ohio Christian Education Network. Okay, uh, the next one is for, or from, Middle School Web Smart Brief. And it says that Virginia students shoot for the stars in Hackathon. Five students, or fifth grade students, excuse me, at Virginia School participated in a simulated journey to a fictional planet during the Escape the Planet Hackathon. The event saw students in participating in coding challenges with themes such as determining if the planet has life forms and communicating with team members in space. The full story was in Inside Nova in Manasol, Virginia. Sorry, a lot of repeats. Check our time again. It's about time for another commercial. 
So we're going to take a commercial. We're going to come right back. Hello, Hello listeners. listeners. If you're enjoying, if you're enjoying the New Heights show, show on, education on education and want to support or donate to our organization, organization please, please visit www.newheightseducation.org. Www.newheightseducation.org. And while you're there, you're there check, check out our, our online, online store at, at new-educational-group.myshopify.com Welcome back to the New Heights Show on Education. This is your host, Pamela Clark, recovering education in the news. So the next story I have for you um, is was reported by ZDNet. It says, schools among groups that faced ransomware hits in 2021. Ransomware attacks affected more than 2,300 U.S. healthcare groups, local governments, and schools last year, reports MCSoft, a cybersecurity firm. Larger municipalities saw fewer ransomware attacks during 2021 compared with 2020 and 2019, as hackers mainly targeted smaller local localities last year. And Oklahoma tapped state employees as substitute teachers. Widespread teacher shortages have prompted Oklahoma to allow state employees to work as substitute teachers while keeping their existing jobs, according to an executive order issued by Governor Kevin Stitt. Stitt said in a statement that the move was intended to help maintain in-person instruction. National Public Radio reported this story. Okay, the next stories are from Homeschool Legal Defense, which is a partner and affiliate with us. And... um, This one says, the new DMV feature puts homeschoolers in driver's seat. A homeschool mom helped her son apply for a driver's permit and was told her paperwork was no good despite changes in the law. Changes in the law meant to benefit homeschoolers. A top DMV official later confirmed that this was a mistake and revealed a good piece of news that parents will find helpful. You can go on Homeschool Legal Defense to read the whole story if you want. All right, I'll just remind you of something. They have a pure homeschooler. There is a student art contest that Homeschool Legal Defense is offering right now. It says whether your homeschoolers are inspired by the optimism of American realism the whimsical nature of folk art, or the grandeur of the Hudson River School, here's an excellent opportunity for them to share their artistic vision. Homeschool Legal Defense is accepting entries in all three age categories for the annual art contest. Okay. Just a minute. It's a lot of of stories. Okay, so the next one is from Ohio Department of Education again. And let's see. State and local education news. The Cincinnati Inquirer reports that 100 men of color to tutor the Cincinnati preschoolers and new program. More than 100 young men of color in Cincinnati will be recruited for a new $4.6 million preschool literacy program to serve city students. According to leaders of national nonprofit, the Literacy Lab, the Literacy Lab is partnering with Greenlight Fund Cincinnati, the state, and other local organizations to expand its leading men fellowship. 
to southwest Ohio. Its goal is to help combat educational inequality among Cincinnati's youngest students and provide professional development opportunities for young men of color in the city. And Hamilton Journal News reports that Kramer Elementary Principal says school staff is thinking outside of the box as it navigates pandemic-era learning. Kramer Elementary has been constantly adapting to new challenges posed by the COVID-19 pandemic. Principal Jason Mers told the Board of Education at its January meeting. He began his presentation with a summary noting kids are back in back in the building and they are providing data-driven lessons. The Breakfast Club is again in place. Third Friday meetings are helping communication and sharing among staff and supportive educators is strong. In innovation, this school was establishing students and pods of four reorganized each month to provide them with interactions with other students, but also to limit contact with the number of students to decrease the possibility of a large spread of the coronavirus. And the Canton Repository uh, reported that Ohio Controlling Board okayed state funding for Massillon, Massillon Schools Building Project. The proposed Massillon City Schools Building Project cleared as its last state funding hurdle earlier this month when the Ohio Controlling Board approved the release of the finances for the effort. On Wednesday, the Board of Education approved a resolution to accept funding from Ohio Facilities Construction Commissions to help construct two new elementary schools. The Ohio Controlling Board on January 10th approved the release of the funds for the Classroom Facilities Assistant Program project. And Cleveland got Dot com reports that don't just do something set there, Chagrin Falls High School Senior advises. Chagrin Falls High School Senior Ren Opperman believes we should all make a better effort to embrace boredom. This novel concept was the focus of a 10-minute original oratory speech she delivered at Chagrin Falls Board of Education meeting Wednesday, January 19th as part of the board's New Student Showcase feature. The board vice president, Lori Bendel, who introduced Ren, said the senior is a member of the Chagrin Falls High School successful speech and debate team. <clears throat> and states tap National Guard parents as classroom subs. This story is from the Washington Post, the New York Times, and Education Week. And it says states are using creative ways to fill substitute teacher positions aim at higher teacher absences due to the coronavirus and severe shortage of substitutes. In New Mexico, the National Guard and state employees are being tapped as substitutes while in Texas and Michigan parents are being recruited. Boy, it's all over, isn't it? Okay, um, I'll... Alumni help high schoolers navigate college decision. Seven recent graduates of California High School recently participated in College Unplugged event at their local school to offer their advice to prospective college students. The event is now in its seventh year. The Daily Pilot from Fountain Valley, California reported on the story. <clears throat> French language, <coughs> excuse me. French language alters life. Career of L.A. principal. A, a doctoral requirement of a world language changed the life of Lindsay Smith, principal of a French language immersion school in Louisiana. In this interview, Smith describes changing her career path after spending a year learning and falling in love with the French language in Nova Scotia, Canada. You can look up this story on the Advertiser in Lafayette, Louisiana. And $122 billion in school relief funds provided to states. 
More than $122 billion of school relief funds from the American Rescue Plan have been provided to all 50 states, Puerto Rico and District of Columbia, according to the Biden administration. Information released by the Department of Education showed funds are being used on numerous capital improvement projects, such as improving ventilation systems within schools. Quote, we are urging states and school districts to deploy funds now to address the impact of COVID-19 pandemic, including the Omicron variant, on our school communities, said Education Secretary Miguel Cardona. The full story was reported by CNN. And in New Mexico, works to make social studies more inclusive. New Mexico aims to be a model for the nation as it works to overhaul its social studies education standards. The effort seeks to ensure the state's civics, history, and geography curricula are more inclusive of the state's population, including how the legacy of Spanish conquistadors is taught. The Associated Press reported on this story. Uh, this is from ASCD, Smart Brief, and says, Career and Recruiting, How to Combat Ageism in the Job Search. Age-related assumptions are often made during the hiring process, with some managers weeding out candidates who might be perceived as being too old or too young for a particular position. One solution for job seekers is to remove indicators of age from their resumes, and another approach involves highlighting skills that counter age-related stereotypes. And the BBC reported on this. This is kind of an interesting story, I thought, because um, as a nonprofit leader, works with the all volunteers. Um, we put people in leadership roles if they they earn it and and i mean sometimes it's really rare some of the positions that somebody earns like for example one of our volunteers she's still in high school and she runs the entire hr department she's that mature and she's really very good at what she does so um that's just a, an example of something that that i've had to look at before too because actually it was her age like not bringing her on in a sense to be an HR but but because of her age she wasn't made lead HR maybe even when she first earned it somebody else was but she had continued to do such a good job that I couldn't overlook her twice so um it's just really amazing what some young people are capable of doing. And there's a lot of wisdom in certain people that maybe even adults don't have. So just a thought, you know, to keep an open mind. And, you know, so I kind of I agree with that. But they really shouldn't have to leave their age out of a document. I mean, it should just be, you know... I think it's all in the presentation. I mean, I've had people that maybe wouldn't have, I know it's a volunteer position, but they wouldn't have got a job with us because of something in particular, but they maybe sent something along with it, like, um, you know, maybe a, a video message or something that was really inspiring. So it's worth thinking outside the box and presenting yourself in different ways. Um, to maybe get something that you want. Okay, another story. This story is from Utah, and it says Utah Education Board partners with Donors Choice. The Utah State Board of Education has teamed up with Donors Choice crowdfunding website to disperse as much as $12 million in federal COVID-19 relief funds 
to the state's K-12 teachers who can apply for up to $1,000 in classroom educational resources or protective equipment. Teachers detail the materials they need and donor's choice will procure and send them to the school, says Board Chief of Staff Sarah Young. Full story can be found at KSL TV in Salt Lake City, Utah. Right. Well, I think this comes to an end today. Um, I thank you for joining me, and I hope you enjoy these shows. I hope that they're educational for you, and I hope you kind of look up some of the stories and learn more about them. And I'd love to hear your feedback. You know, so tell me your ideas, share a news story, request being on the show. Um, until next time, have a good one. Thanks for joining me. We hope you enjoyed today's today's show. show. Don't forget forget to rate rate us us and follow us on your podcast podcast player. player. Check out our show page, radio.newheightseducation.org, for monthly monthly announcements announcements and other other happenings. happenings.